congregation that was founded in 1776, uh, the same year that Declaration of Independence. So we have been uh, in existence for a long time. Can you all hear me? And so I want to thank Evangeline uh, for inviting me to come. And I am happy to see all of you here on tonight. Uh, on the fourth Sunday in this month at First Baptist Church, we have what we call William and Mary Day. <laughs> we will be having your newly elected president, uh, Kathleen Rowe, I believe. She will be coming to First Baptist Church, and she's going to bring the day. So if you don't have anything to do, at 11 o'clock on the fourth Sunday in this month, we ask that you will come and participate in this wonderful worship service. Amen? Yes. Yeah. I would like to call you to speak tonight uh, to the book of First Peter. First Peter, and uh, we're going to look at chapter 1, verse 8. That's First Peter, chapter 1, verse 8. And I'll be reading from the NIV. It says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. And I would like to uh, talk with you tonight about this joy that I have. The world did not give it to me, and the world cannot take it away. This joy that I have, the world did not give it to me, and the world cannot take it away. Now, I have never seen our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I have never shaken his hand. I have never physically talked with him face to face. However, by faith, I have a joy, an unspeakable joy that the world did not give and the world cannot take away. Just like I cannot see the wind as it blows across the land, but I know it is a reality when I see the branches move back and forth on trees. And although I have never seen the Lord with my physical eyes, but he has made himself known to me in so many ways. The joy he gives lets me know that Jesus Christ is real. Like the wind or air, I cannot see, but I know he is real. Jesus Christ is a living reality. He is not a myth. He is not an illusion or a figment of the imagination. He is a living reality in the heart and soul. The joy that he gives surpasses everything else in the world. It is a sweetness that you have to experience to know the deep satisfaction it brings to the human heart and soul. There is nothing else like this joy that Jesus gives. And he gives it freely to anybody who wants to follow him. Now, there is a qualitative difference between joy and happiness. Happiness is situational. It can come as a result of external factors, such as your surroundings, 
your environment, which can make temporary appeals to your emotions. Going to a party, going to an amusement park, hanging out with family and friends, and coming into some good fortune can appeal to the emotions and produce happiness. Now, there's nothing wrong with happiness other than it is usually short-lived. When situations change, when circumstances change, and they no longer appeal to the emotions, when friends abandon and families misunderstand, it is difficult to be happy because external factors have affected the emotions. But joy is different. Joy is not based upon external factors. It comes from within. In spite of the external factors that affect the emotion, joy remains. It remains because it is connected to something far greater than ourselves. It is connected to God through Jesus Christ. And although at times external factors don't appeal to the emotions that produce happiness, joy gives us the assurance, despite external factors, that we are not alone. We have cosmic companionship. And though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried in the midst of the sea, and though its waters roar and be troubled, and though the mountains shake with its swelling, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Joy comes from within. This joy sustains through dark times. It sustains through hard times and through times of trouble and sorrow. It is a joy that satisfies the deep yearning of the soul. And nothing in this world can take away the joy that Jesus gives because he is Lord who lives within the human heart. This joy reminds us that weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It reminds us that the cross doesn't have the last word. Good Friday has to give away to Easter morning. This joy reminds us that although we are in a spiritual battle, the battle is not ours, but the Lord's. It reminds us that though the cause of evil prosper, yet this truth alone is strong. It reminds us that truth forever on the scaffold, wrong forever on the throne, yet that scaffold sways the future, and behind the dim unknown stands God in the shadow, keeping watch above his own. Regardless of external situations and circumstances, joy comes from within. And this is why Isaiah said that everybody should be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked places will be made straight, and the rough places smooth. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. Isaiah went on to say that every man, woman, and child shall sit under their own vine and fig tree, and none shall be made afraid. One day the lion and the lamb shall lie down together, and nations shall not rise up against nations, and neither will they study war anymore. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears in the pruning bush. Now when 
you have that kind of future. And when you believe that deep down within your soul, you cannot help but to have happiness. You cannot help but to have that joy. This is the joy that Jesus gives. Despite the hatred, despite the division, despite the ugliness and oppression in the world, God is reminding us that we have the victory. And our dark yesterdays cannot compare to our bright tomorrows. Now in our text, Peter is telling those of us who are following Jesus that though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Peter wants us to know that though we have not seen the Lord, uh, we can still have this joy. Time and distance don't prevent us from having the same joy that the disciples had. Jesus is alive now as he was 2,000 years ago. And the world is still living in darkness and don't see the great light. Yes, we're living in a dark and complicated world. Our culture is out of line with the will of God. Uh, people are immorally and psychologically sick. Our government is divided. Many of our city streets are war zones. We have school shootings that are a constant occurrence. Many families are dysfunctional. The poor are being crushed, and the rich and powerful are spreading themselves like a green bay tree. Many people may be asking, how can anybody have joy in a world like this, where there's so much suffering, where there's so much sorrow, so much neglect, so much injustice, and so much inequality? But you and I who believe in Jesus Christ ought to be ready to answer those who are inquiring about our faith and about our joy. We ought to be able to tell them despite the cruel vicissitudes of life, there is a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. There's a bomb in Gilead to make the wounded whole. Jesus is the bomb in Gilead. He is the great healer. He is the bright and morning star. He is the alpha and the omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the ending. He is the answer to all problems of life. Therefore, if you are a Christian and have no joy, there may be a leak in your relationship with Jesus Christ. There may be a leak in your love for others. There may be a leak in your forgiveness. There may be a leak in your compassion. Someone may have mistreated you. Your environment may not be supportive, and you may feel all alone. Whatever your leak is in life, Jesus knows how to fix it and give you joy, unspeakable joy. Everyone Jesus healed went away. What a joy, unspeakable joy. The woman who had the flow of blood for 12 years touched the hem of Jesus' garment, and she was made whole. She was filled with joy, unspeakable joy. The lame man who laid at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, Jesus came along and told him to take up his bed and walk. And when he took up his bed and walked, he was filled with joy, unspeakable joy. There were many people Jesus healed. There were many people that Jesus set free, and they were filled with joy, 
unspeakable joy. The greatest joy came to the disciples when they saw Jesus after the crucifixion. The disciples were afraid, hiding behind closed doors and easing out of Jerusalem to go back to their old professions. But when Jesus appeared in their midst, they were all filled with joy, unspeakable joy. One of the disciples named Thomas was not there when Jesus appeared to the disciples. And the other disciples told Thomas, we have seen the Lord. But Thomas says, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. But a week later, when Thomas was with the other disciples, Jesus appeared again in their midst. And Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting and believe. And when Thomas touched Jesus, he said, My Lord and my God. Thomas was filled with joy, unspeakable joy. Then Jesus said to Thomas, Because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen and they yet believe. That's where you and I come in tonight. We have not seen him. We not, have not shaken hands with him. But we know that he's a living reality. And as I come to a close, I have not seen the Lord. I have not touched him. But my faith tells me that he is alive. He's living in my soul. He has given me a joy, unspeakable joy, that the world didn't give and the world cannot take away. Jesus is still giving his joy to all who believe. And C.S. Lewis said that joy is the serious business of heaven. So if you desire this joy that gives you strength, if you want this joy that gives you hope, if you want this joy that lifts up your bow down here, if you want this joy that straightens up your back, if you want this joy that turns tears into testimonies, if you want this joy that turns your hurts into hallelujahs, if you want this joy that will transform your dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows, all you have to do by faith is invite Jesus Christ in your heart, and he will give you that joy, that unspeakable joy. Yes, I have joy, God's great joy. Joy, joy, down in my soul, sweet, beautiful, soul-saving joy. Oh, joy, joy in my soul. And when I get weak and I cannot go on, I feel all my hope and all my joy is gone. Late in the midnight hour, I talk to my God, and he gives me joy, unspeakable joy in my soul. And this is why I'm able to say that this joy that I have, the world did not give it, and the world cannot take it away. Amen. May God bless you, and may God keep you, and may you experience this joy, this unspeakable.